sitting here today with Kristen Hadid, who is the owner and founder, CEO, is that the correct title, of a company called Student Made. And we are here at the Servant Leadership Conference for 2017. Kristen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for persevering, despite not feeling real well today. We sure appreciate that. Yes. And to get us started, would you tell us about Student Made? Sure and um, what got you started with that business? Yeah, so I was in college at the University of Florida and I was a sophomore. I thought I wanted to move to New York and work on Wall Street mm -hmm. and life kind of had a different plan for me. I fell in love with a pair of jeans that I could not afford <laughs> and had to have them, you know, 19 year old broke college student, had to have these $99 jeans that now I would never waste money on, but I, I wanted to do something to buy them, and so I put an ad on Craigslist to clean a house, never thinking that that would catapult me into this journey that I've been on for the last 10 years. And that ad led to um, the creation of Student Made, which is a company that only employs students, so we employ high school students, college students, graduate students, massage school students, you know, the point is that our we're giving a job that is flexible so that school can remain their priority. Mm. And we clean stuff. We clean houses, apartments, doctor's offices, schools, and the whole goal is that during their time with us, our students are growing and learning and becoming more successful. And when they leave, they're better than when they came in and they accomplish things that maybe they couldn't have accomplished had they not worked with us. Mm -hmm. um, we really believe in them and, and sort of teach them how to unleash their potential. It just so happens that we clean toilets while we do that. Yeah, that is so interesting. How do you structure that? Is there a certain way you structure that in the company? Sure, well, I realized early on, you know, Student Made mainly employs millennials right. and Generation Z, the next generation. And I realized there were a lot of challenges in the company. You know, it seemed like when we would have new students come in our doors, there was almost this um, inability or fear when it came to, to problem solving, that instead of, um, you know, they're in homes by themselves, they don't have a manager over their shoulder, and it almost seemed as if they were afraid to make decisions on the job. And we trusted them, you know, very much, and so that wasn't the reason at all. And I started to, to realize that technology has really shaped this generation, and it has really made us rely on technology to solve the problem instead of thinking independently. So, mm -hmm. you know, you think about when we have a question, we just Google it or ask right. Siri, yeah. and there's yeah. the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and in the workplace, you know, maybe there isn't a way to look it up on Google or ask Siri when we're given a project or a job to do. Right. And I had to figure out a way, how do we teach confidence? You know, how do we do that? And so we created an environment where people fail and where we push them to fail. Um, because I know that when we fail and we get up by ourselves is when we become self-reliant. So we don't solve problems when, when we are um, getting calls from students saying, how do I solve this? What do I do? We say, tell us what you think you should do. Mm. And um, 
as long as they make decisions in line with our values, even if they royally screw it up, as long as the decisions are made in line with our values, they don't have to worry about losing their job. So we've taken this fear away, you know, that you can, you can do it and we, are, we, we have your back, even if it, the outcome isn't the best. That is such a great thing to do. You know, I run into this or have run into this um, concept within the, the office workspace, if you will, where, you know, we in servant leadership ask individuals, employees to, when they have a problem, to come to us, but don't just come to us and say, I have a problem, what should I do? But rather come with a solution that you can offer. Maybe even two possible solutions would be great. So in fact, you're offering them that, that same thing on the job at that moment in an area that people would not consider the normal kind of area. You know, right. they're working in cleaning. Right. You know, but it apl- it's so well applied. Mm-hmm. You know, I really applaud you for that. Thanks. Sure. You know, I think it's hard because when you allow people to, to mess up, you are accepting that perhaps that mistake could cost you a customer or mm-hmm. perhaps it could cost you money. Or, you know, we've had an intern in charge of our, the payroll for our whole company, which maybe isn't a decision a seasoned CEO would make. And that intern made a $40,000 payroll mistake you know, and got the money back. But, the, you know, the point is we put them in these situations that maybe others wouldn't put them in, uh-huh. but we do it with the goal of teaching confidence and accept that perhaps we'll lose money, perhaps things will go terribly wrong. But in my opinion, and, and I think along the lines of servant leadership, the price of keeping people in bubble wrap, you know, is too high. You know, if we don't allow our people to be self-reliant, how will they ever become confident and independent? Mm-hmm. They deserve that. So that being said, if I say the phrase to you, servant leadership, what does that really mean to you? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's to serve. You know, I think servant leaders realize that their people come first, always. They come second, always. And I think serving others means you're not looking at the numbers and you're not looking at the customer count. And yes, those things matter. You know, you have to have those things to have a business and you need financial security. But I look at people and I think servant leaders look at people first and they say, what do the people need and how do we give it to them? In my case, our students needed a lot of, you know, training and they needed to be taught confidence in order to succeed. And that becomes your first priority. Mm -hmm. And then the numbers and the customer count just magically kind of takes care of itself because people know that they matter and they want to work hard for the company. Yeah, that's amazing the way that turns out because it seems illogical. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those wonderful illogical things, you know, that ends up increasing your your ROI, which is really special. So what's the biggest challenge you have in leading a group like that? Well, I think, you know, the cleaning industry certainly is a challenge. It's how do you give someone meaning in their work Mm. when they're cleaning a toilet, when they're looking at the bottom of a a toilet bowl, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the challenge is is always how do you make anyone go home at the end of the day feeling like what I did mattered today? And it becomes harder when it's a, a job like cleaning. So the challenge for me is always how do we continue to provide that feeling? And we keep learning more about that and I think it has to do a lot with recognition. I think when you recognize people, when you really um, 
you know, communicate what they're doing well and why it matters. And yes, you're vacuuming, but when that client comes home, they're going to walk through the door and take the biggest sigh of relief because they don't have to clean and they can spend time with their children. You know, you'd be surprised how much recognition can really do for somebody. And so I think for me, it's, it's always, how do we recognize bigger and better? That's, that's a challenge that I'm always kind of working through myself. I, I have to share this with you. I, I had a situation in my own family where we had some illness over this past year. And um, my wonderful you know, um, fellow co-workers at the Servant Leadership Institute and Datron World Communications, Art Barter's other company, provided uh, house cleaning for me. And I cannot, t well, I think you probably understand, but to walk in that door when you're under stress and see that your house has been cleaned for, I think it would apply to a male or a female, is the most wonderful feeling of peace when you need it most. So that's, you know, what, what those young folks are providing for people. And that's what I'm hearing you say. And that's just, it's fabulous, it's wonderful. So we, at the Servant Leadership Institute, we teach certain behaviors that we believe when you practice those behaviors, it will change your mindset, change the way you think. Can you think of an area you need to improve on, you feel like you need to improve on? I think listening. There you go. <laughs> it's hard, you know, when you care about people, you kind of walk into the conversation with this tool belt on and you're thinking, how can I fix it? How can I provide a solution right now so that you aren't feeling this way when really the most helpful thing you can do is listen and allow that person to get to their own solution, you know? And so it's something that we actually teach listening at Student Made. Mm. And every one of our students goes through this listening course. And I'm so glad because it holds us accountable as leaders. You know, the fact that everyone in our company has been taught this course, well, I better not be interrupting people, and I better not be walking in with my tool belt. So I'm glad I did that because it's, I, I have no doubt that if we hadn't done that, I may not be as you know, good as I am at listening, but I, could, I definitely know that I could be better, and it's something I, I work towards every day. I think it's perfect practice, makes yeah. perfect. Are there other subjects that you cover in that training for them? Well, we, we do uh, the listening. We talk about confrontation and recognition mm -hmm. and how to give it. Uh, the mentality that we have is you can't expect anyone to come into their job and know exactly how to do these things. You know, if, yeah. you, if you want someone to be able to accept feedback or to be able to give feedback, well, can we teach them how? We have to give them the tools. We can't expect that they, that they know that. So we talk about that. We do DISC behavior mm -hmm. testing. We do strength finder. Um, we, you know, do why discovery. Simon Sinek's work, start with mm -hmm. why. We talk about relationship building and communication. And so we really, and, and we focus on that first. It's how can we help you be successful? And then let's teach you how to, to dust or to clean a mirror. Right. That is so interesting to me because you're really putting such an emphasis on the development of the employee. And that, I mean, that's just huge as far as their futures are concerned. So. Explain to our audience the service you also provide when they leave student aid. Well, 
our students have to leave when they graduate. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean if someone doesn't have the next step figured out, we, we let them stay, you know, for a little bit. But the idea is that student made is not the long-term place. Uh -huh. Some people do want to stay with a company and help it grow and they may take on a leadership role and, and we do that. But in general, it's this is the place where you learn to really become a better leader and then you go off. And we track our alumni and to the best that we can. You know, we don't have a formal system, but we follow them. Uh -huh. and, and we see that many go off to start their own companies. And I work a lot with organizations on how to build a culture like this. And so when that organization is hiring, we may connect them with graduating seniors. So we teach them, you know, this is the kind of environment you're looking for, a place where servant leadership is practiced, where mm. you're a priority and feel like you matter and you're valued because you are, you should be, feel that way. Mm -hmm. And we try to help them find opportunities where the next place they go will be a similar kind of environment. And yeah, it's, it's, I would say that's another challenging piece of the business is a lot of their growth happens after they leave. Yeah. And it's hard because you, you invest so much time and energy, but maybe you don't get to see the uh, return on that in the moment. It happens years later. Right, right. You never know. You know, you're planting seeds in a, in a lot of cases, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so you're in Florida. Mm -hmm. Any future plans? Well, you know, the vision at the beginning was let's open in every college town. <laughs> yeah. And the more that we kind of went down this path, the culture is so important. And I'm not convinced mm -hmm. that you could grow something like this, you know, to 50, 60 locations and keep that culture. You know, I would hope, but I'm not willing to risk that mm. uh, because that's the most important thing to us. And instead, we're thinking, is there a way that we can sort of franchise our training model? You know, we feel that has a bigger impact on people. So how can we go into companies and help them implement the training that we've done in Student Made for their young leaders uh -huh. to give them this kind of launch pad for success in the organization? So that's our latest project. Oh, that's fascinating. So I'm going to come back to that subject sure. um, because I think it's an important one. But I also want to ask you this other question, which is, do you run up against the millennial stereotype? And if so, how do we stop that? I have a real thing about it because I work with a lot of millennials and I don't see this stereotypical stuff. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I think no one likes to be painted you know, with the same brush, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's a unique human being that has a unique contribution, that has a unique upbringing. Right. And our challenge as leaders is always, how do we bring all these people who are very different together? I think there is some truth um, to some of the stereotypes, not to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think technology has definitely shaped our generation oh, sure. for sure. But I don't think that when we come into the, with this mindset of, you know, these are not my words, but millennials don't have work ethic or they are unemployable or, you know, we're automatically off the bat not giving them a chance. Mm -hmm. And we all deserve a chance. So in 2025, millennials are 75% of the workforce. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're here. Right. So it's how can we look at people as humans, not paint with stereotypes, and say, how can I help you, you, become successful here, and yeah. focus on that. Yeah, that's great. So last question, and that is, this is your, your big opportunity now. What is it that you are super passionate about these days? And give us a plug. 
Well, I am working on my first book. Uh, it has been, yeah, it has been a labor of love. It has been two and a half years. I cannot wait to be done. I am so close. Um, but it is about learning to lead by screwing up. Oh, great. Because I learned to lead that way. And um, I just think that I'm really excited to share the message and to hopefully help people feel like it's normal when things don't yeah. go well and that they're actually learning something huge in that moment. Yeah, that is so great. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us today. Um, I love learning from you. I love the model. It just rings in my little servant leader's heart. Yeah. So when that book comes out, let us know, okay? Okay, great. <laughs> thank so you, nice. thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and we encourage you to learn more about servant leadership and the services of the Servant Leadership Institute by visiting our website at www.servantleadershipinstitute.com. We're excited to announce the release of our latest publication, The Servant Leadership Journal, an 18-week journey to transform you and your organization, written by our founder and CEO, Art Barter. The book is available now on Amazon or our website. And save the date for our 2018 Servant Leadership Conference, February 19th and 20th in San Diego, California. Thanks for listening and allowing us to add value to your day.